two hosts. Tell me the most interesting thing on your mind right now. Sorry, I, 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 I was working on something. What was that? Two guests. You know, you guys really suck. Why is the floor wet? One inept producer. Wikipedia! Wikipedia! Four intriguing topics. They talk, you listen. Disappointment follows. Welcome to That Was Disappointing. Remember to tip your veal and try the waitress. Well, welcome to our second episode of That Was Disappointing. Today, it's Art, as usual, with Lex, and we have our special guest panelists, Chris and Mike. And as usual, our fearless producer, Dave, is in the booth, making sure we don't fuck things up too bad. So let's go ahead and get this thing started as we talk about what comes to mind. So, Joe, what's uh, on your mind? Uh, excuse me. Sorry about that, gentlemen. Nice. All right. So I am going to go ahead and lead off the discussion this evening, as Art just mentioned. Uh, the question that I came up with for everybody was what everyday activity, be it a biological function, something you do to maintain your studliness, et cetera, would you give up if you could, provided that there was no detriment to your health, hygiene, et cetera? Well, don't all rush to the mic at once. <laughs> yep. Art, you want to lead us off? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, um, you know what? I, I, I went through two different permutations, and I'm just going to go into the grosser one, because why not? I would give up pooping, um, because pooping is nowhere near as much fun as it should be. And it always ends up being a lot more work than it has to be for me. I don't know why. I'm always visiting the toilet. And I can't, I cannot, uh, th there's, there's just such a, such a flurry of attention on this topic. Uh, I mean, I've lived with almost all of the guys on this show at one point or another, except for you, Joe. Though you could say that passing out in your dorm room at St. Mary's for a weekend constitutes as yeah. almost transient living. But you have each experienced my poops. So I would say I would give that up if I could. Uh, what, Chris? So I'm going to take it a little bit further because I don't know that I would, I would necessarily give up the act of pooping because that actually does have a form of relief to your body. <laughs> I would give up the act of wiping. Of what's that? That's what I would do. Of I, wiping. Think, I think that the, the, the actual going is really not that bad of a thing. It is a sign of relief. You know, you do your morning ritual and all that. But the actual wiping of it is what we dread the absolute most. And, you know, you're sitting there, you're, you know, you're on your iPad or your phone, you're doing whatever, and it just comes out and you feel great. And then now you know you have to clean it up. And that, that to me, is like just the biggest disappointment. I thought the question the process. So I would give that up. It's not detrimental. I would, I would think if you don't poop, that's pretty detrimental. No, 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 no. Yeah. I'm saying that, you know, what activity would you give up, you know, and it wouldn't be detrimental to your health or anything like that. So, so basically. Not understanding this correctly. It's like, if, if you don't poop, that is detrimental to your health. Yeah, but he's imagining a world where whatever it is, it doesn't detriment your health. So for example, in my world, if I didn't have to poop, I would just consume food and, and maybe, you know, I don't know, 
Just, I didn't understand. Sunflower that. seeds would fall out of my stomach. Or may I just say? <laughs> may I just say? May I just say that Art, you're crazy. Like, who doesn't enjoy taking a morning shit? I'm sorry. No, no, I enjoy taking yeah. shits. I just don't like. You know what, Chris? Right. Right. I just don't Here's like the thing. wiping. You know, he's, as he's, long as it's not, you know. And you know, I, I'm, I think I'm speaking for all guys right now, maybe ladies too, for that matter. But you know, with the exception of when it's a zeppelin that comes out of your ass, and, and you guys know what I'm talking about—the ones that really, really hurt. Which is once Ew, a blue moon. Something smells rotten around here. Which is once in a blue moon. You know, it's an enjoyable activity. Well, that depends. <laughs> Who you're talking to, Art? <laughs> you know, I'm gonna go in a completely uh, different fashion here. I'm gonna say that if I could, I would never brush my teeth again. I hate, 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 hate brushing my teeth. I don't. It's it, which is why I'm saying that if it wasn't detrimental to my health or hygiene. What is one thing I, I I would give up? It would be absolutely brushing my teeth because there's something about the taste of toothpaste in my mouth that just makes me nauseous. It's something I despise. I'm sure it's something uh, you can't drink. It, like I, I know you all have heard stories about you know drinking orange juice after you brush your teeth and 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 how it's worse than Hitler. You know, I mean it, it's. <laughs> it's there's something that I despise so much about brushing my teeth. It's something I still do because obviously I want to keep up appearances and not have all my teeth fall out of my mouth, but I despise it. It's so funny. You would say that because that was actually going to be my number one, which was, it's such a simple thing. Literally you only have to commit three minutes a day. Sorry, not a day, three minutes in the morning, three minutes in the evening to brush and floss, six minutes a day. Six minutes is nothing. Yet it still seems like such a colossal pain in my ass that if I could get rid of it, I would. But then I suddenly thought, you know what? I poop a lot. <laughs> so there's that. Well, how about you, Mike? God, what I um, what would I give up? I mean, I guess I'll go with the the... Pooping can be inconvenient sometimes. Mike, you poop like once every four days. How can it possibly be that fucking inconvenient for you? I can't really think of anything else. I mean, it's like I, I, I brushing teeth is fine. Um, you know, I, I usually shave like once or twice a week. That's that's fine. Uh, yeah, I, I can't think of a single. Uh, I guess I just lead a very boring life. <laughs> Chris, you look really offended or disgusted with his answers. Do you have something to say? I, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm just like you know. Th thank you for bringing <laughs> nothing to the table, Mike. Like, <laughs> Wait till we get to his you topic. Know, I'm sure I it's going to be great. One that wasn't bringing anything to the table, and you've. I'm, I'm, I'm disgusted because I wanted to. You know, I wanted to be like that standout guy <laughs> that brought nothing to the table, but you, you've taken it from me. Sure. So, so. But there's got to be something else, Mike, that you despise. There has to oh. be. Really, come on. Come on, Mike. You don't mind shaving, but you only do it twice a week. Try try doing it every oh. day. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it, but, you know, wiping is something we have to do. In Art's case, three times. Three? I'm fortunate if it's that. Let me ask this. Let me ask this. Let me ask this. Is, disgusting. Sorry, Joe. Because I, 
I really waffled with this. Um, I'm the kind of person who I, I don't want to sleep my life away. So one of the answers that came to me before going with brushing my teeth was, you know, if I could give up sleep, that would be awesome. I could get so much done. Like, is that something that any of you would like to do if that were the case? (laughs) Nope. No. And it's not because I like the idea of just not doing something. It, I, I dreams to me are always a fanciful escape. For me, my dreams, they're not always good, but it's like the best virtual reality you can have right now, you know? I don't know. I just, I, it just yes, takes Mike. me somewhere different. Can a, day, can a routine be, be our, our day jobs? <laughs> he wants to get rid of his day job <laughs> as a daily routine. So, so you, <laughs> okay, that's a good yeah, one, He just wants to be a hippie I what, bum. I, I, like I think it. what Mike is saying is <laughs> that he wouldn't like to work, but he would still like to get a jet. That, but he would still like to get a check. That's, <laughs> that, that's definitely me. <laughs> Chris, you know this. <laughs> so you want to be like, work, you slacker. <laughs> I tell you what, Duke Nukem has something for everybody. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's sleep and, and, the, and the brushing. Ugh. It, it just making me it, it's after this is it is it no i just have a bad taste. gag reflex joe is that is that the reason? i can just tell you right now joe has never had a bad <laughs> gag reflex <laughs> dave don't look so concerned you know you're my only one we actually learned that on the inaugural podcast <laughs> <laughs> yes we did <laughs> Chris, you just want to leave it in our last final moments of this uh, particular topic. Do you just want to leave it at just the wiping or is there anything further you want to add to that? Or, uh, I mean, I, I also, I also dislike um, shaving my balls. That's one thing that I could do without, but you know, I, I just, I, I don't like them. I don't like them hairy either, you know, so I'd like, well, you I would, I would it, actually you know, argue that for, for <laughs> nearly 10,000 years, we actually didn't cut our ball hair. Um, I know, and that was disgusting. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you, you can look back on your calendar and realize how it really got in the way of that one event 5,600 years ago. Hey, but then again, you know, hey, when trees are trimmed, the woods look bigger, right? Have you right? seen a 70s porno? <laughs> hey, look right behind me. I need uh. <laughs> All right, well, that sounds like a perfect time to transition. Uh, oh, actually, Mike, what actually, you got on first, your first, 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 Dave brought oh, up a great oh. point. Uh, we should mention what, what it is that, that we're drinking right now. <laughs> oh, that's right. I can't, you know why? This is because I think I'm drunk. All right, go on. Right now, Joe, what I are you am drinking? drinking uh, because I'm a total he-man. I am drinking a strawberry Moscato with ice cubes in it. Ah, great. The right. same as last week. Perfect. I am drinking a uh, Captain Morgan's white rum with Diet Pepsi because Diet Pepsi's cheaper nice. than Diet Coke. Oh. Mike, That's you got something cool. So this is something uh, my wife and I discovered. This is a Capri rum. You pretty much just cut the corner off a Capri Sun and you take a little rum mini dump it in and you just kind of keep the mini in there and it's been you know, a motherfucker. 
we turn the volume down on on that like (laughs) it only sounds loud to you man it's all about you chris what are you drinking little gray goose on the rocks nice wow he said that just so plainly dave how are you doing i got four uh landing kugel summer shandies today for one for each topic Excellent. I like, uh, see, Dave is a champion in that he's going to be drinking a drink every 10 minutes. Good man. Back in my college days. Art, right, I'm going to give you uh, two points for your uh, number two for this <laughs> round. Sweet. Congratulations. I'm glad because I totally shat the bed boom, 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 tsh, last <laughs> time by getting zero points. So totally whiffled the ball on that one. Um, so we have Mike up next. Mike, what are you thinking, man? Well, first I'm going to ask, like, how does the point system work? Does oh, it's talk? arbitrary. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> um, so one thing I want to ask about, like, you know, one thing with quarantine, uh, but this was even a problem prior to uh, quarantine, is, um, you, know, I, you know, I'm a big, uh, you know, I'm a big cinephile, uh, as anyone that knows, knows but um movie theaters seem to be kind of going to the wayside. Um, you know, people seem to be streaming more nowadays. People want to stay home. Want, like, uh, they want to avoid crowds. I mean, especially now, but even prior to uh, quarantine, I just want to get everyone's general like thoughts about, about that. Like, you know, is it good that the movie theaters are going away? Do you guys prefer going to the movie theaters? Do you prefer streaming? I'm going to say it absolutely sucks. The reason being is because I love movie food. Um, I I don't mind that you have to pay out the ass for it. If I go to AMC or Cinemark or whatever the name of the companies are nowadays, I I don't remember half of them. I, uh, it's, a large butter popcorn, uh, you know, you know, with the, uh, you know, with the fountain butter that you pour on top, the pretzel sticks with salt with, with a cheese sauce. Oh my God. It's heavenly. It's, uh, it's like I said, you pay out the ass for it. I know when my sister and I used to go to the movies, we could easily expect to spend about $35 or so. And, and, you know, this is a few years ago. So with inflation, you're probably approaching close to 50 now but there's something about sitting in the theater with this junk food that's so fucking bad for you but so delicious at the same time watching you know the coming attractions watching uh you know watching these action pick films that you just can't get the same experience in in your home um we are in a time right now where it's understandable that a lot more people are streaming from home and whatnot, but it's going to be a sad, sad day when movie theaters go extinct. That's just my own personal opinion. I don't think they're going to go extinct. I think that regardless of how bad things get, will the, the herd get thinned out? Yes. Things are cyclical. They will come back. There will be, there will be bailouts. There will be whatever you want to call it for major chains. There will always be a way, as Jurassic Park said, life finds a way. And so do the, the cinema. <clears throat> I understand, you know, AMC is filing for bankruptcy, potentially. But, you know, I, I keep hearing about all these different places that are, that are uh, you know, they're selling stocks. They're taking out bankruptcy loans and stuff like that. I don't, I don't think it's going to be the end of it. I know because we as people... 
we just desire this communal experience that is to watch a shared story on a big screen that we can all feel together. And that's not ever going to go away. Now, will a landscape change? Absolutely. If you go back and you look at all the different theaters that existed in the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, I can promise you all the names would be different except for two or three. And those are the ones that have lasted. But other ones have come up. So this is really now a hallmark time for the independent theater scene, the smaller mom and pop digs. And I think, I think they're going to be around. I do prefer the, the movie going experience because as David Lynch very astutely put it, when you go to see a movie, you're going to be in that world. You want to, to, to have the curtain pull back and then go inside that world. And you can't do that at home unless you have a screening room or something, you know, attuned to that. So I think they're always going to be there. It's just we're going through a small little slump of it. That's all. And we'll just have to see how they survive. Speaking of uh, being cyclical, like one, one result is, uh, you, know, for, you know, for a while, drive-ins weren't a thing. And now those are starting to pop back up because how else can people see, you know, mo movies in a communal setting these days? It's like, okay, let's reopen the, the drive-ins. So yeah, I definitely think there's a point there with things being cyclical. Yeah. And I, I also, you know, another thing that pops up here, um, Dave, is our, uh, Dave is our awesome fact checker here. He's bringing up the fact that a lot of mainstream films have been going directly to, um, to streaming. And <clears throat> I don't think that's necessarily an indictment towards the theater system. I think it's just a matter of these companies know they need to get their content out to get money. And money translates into subscriptions. So they know every time they put a movie out, it's just another chance to get more subscribers. One saving grace um, is that a lot of the big blockbusters for this year, at least, I'm talking Wonder Woman, Tenant, uh, Black Widow, they've all been pushed back a few months. So it's not like they're going to be streaming like these big movie studios still, still want to make bank. And, you know, and the hope is, you know, as the country opens up more and whatnot, that the theaters will too. In fact, I, 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 I know that there's some things in, in, in play, you know, theaters are planning to open back up and, you know, some are saying that they, that they might require their patrons to wear masks. Some aren't, there's going to be social distancing, obviously, but the fact of the matter remains is that the big blockbusters, they're not going anywhere right now. They're not going straight to streaming. It's, you know, they're still going to, they are still going to make a lot of money this year, if not next. Yes, Chris. For sure. No, I think the, the bottom line on, on it is movie theaters are not going to go anywhere. Um, chapter 11, it, listen, it's a business move. It's a strategic business move for companies to declare bankruptcy. Now, I know some declare and just never come back, but some declare, get free up some cash flow, and then they're able to survive. And I think AMC uh, and a couple of the other big movie chains will do that. The ones that are going to take the major hits are going to be your mom and pops. Unless they have support from the community, which is very difficult to have, um, they're not going to make it. So it's going to be changed. It's going to be uh, a change in, in, the, in the movie theaters that are going to be out there. Drive-ins are coming back in New York. They're coming back with a vengeance. There's a place in Queens that uh, in Astoria that is uh, a diner that is 
hosting, you know, Grease and old movies like that. And they are sold out like a month in advance because, you know, it's a way for people to get out and people are realizing how much fun it actually is to actually go to a drive-in movie theater, which, you know, lost, lost touch so many years ago. So I think that the movie theaters and that experience, people, people want that. And they still want that. And it is a it is a release from reality. And I don't see it going anywhere. But it's going to be, you know, forever changed with what theaters stay in business and and uh, and and just how just how things are done in the future. I mean, even after this thing is over, it's never going to be over because what's the next virus that could come? What's the next thing? We never got hit like this before. Now everybody's guard's going to be up that maybe there could be another virus down the road that, you know, big gatherings are never going to be the same again, even when this is over. So. That's that's all I have on that. But I, I think the movie theaters, I love movie theaters. I love going. I love the popcorn. I love the food, even though it's hard, terrible for you, just like Joe said. So <laughs> it's actually it, it, it's actually interesting that you bring that up about, you know, future waves and not knowing what, you know, what might come down the pike. And it's interesting, you know, it's probably be because I'm a couple drinks in now that I'm even mentioning this. But uh, even if it is strawberry Moscato. But, uh, you know, we, one of the things that we talked about, <laughs> one thing, surprise, motherfucker, watch out, the, that shit will get you. <laughs> one of the things we talked about with this show is keeping it light, you know, not, not really getting into social hot button issues and politics and whatnot. But I will say this, it's interesting that I really do wonder if, um, one thing that I've seen from some foreign countries and whatnot, especially, um, Japan, I know I've seen a lot is at a lot of shows you know arena shows sports shows and such if anybody's sick and and this has been going on for for years and years now if they even have like the sniffles they've always worn a mask and i'm wondering if that's the new normal like i think it is yeah even you know years if not decades down the line if people will still be doing that at movie theaters Mm -hmm. and everything else you know you know just food for thought but I think that's uh, I think that's all, all all we have for this topic. Excellent question, Mike. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. I think we're going to go ahead yes, and uh, uh, well, uh, first I should ask if anyone has an update on their uh, on their drinks. Are we all still working on on the same ones? <clears throat> I have to. I have. Uh, right back. <laughs> I have uh, just finished mine, so I'm going to be uh, grabbing myself a little. Uh, Bud Light very seltzer nice, here very in a nice. second. You know? Well, Ta-da. and uh, I'm gonna have to go ahead and uh, I'll grab that after I put my my uh, thought to the to the quorum. Of course, you know Chris just got up and left, which is wonderful. damn it, Chris. Don't you know we're know. recording? I, it, as if we can just edit things out, but the problem is we can, but we won't yeah so so chris i was going to give 78 points to for bringing up uh supporting your local mom and pop store and go out to see greece which came out in 1970 uh, fuck you chris but uh oh yeah now yeah, he's, you didn't uh, like that did you well that's <laughs> yeah well you chris gets you no points know. instead i'll take so, them so. i'm actually going to give chris <laughs> negative 78 points so uh good hey, job chris, chris. If you don't pay attention, you lose. This is Sparta! I love it. We're like morning radio where I just play random shit. Oh, that shit's copyrighted, which is the really funny part. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, of course. But you know what?
we're not monetizing this yet. So it's okay. <laughs> hey, you're my lawyer. Remember, Chris? You're my lawyer. All right. It's my turn now. So what I'd like to talk about is one thing that's been interesting to me is I, I've realized this. There's, there's documentaries that are all over Netflix about toys. And it strikes me that the people who grew up with toys from the late 70s, early, early uh, sorry, 80s and 90s, we were in the renaissance of toys. Because never have I heard of any other generation having such a nostalgic desire and a need to revisit those toys. Like I, you know, my parents, aunts, uncles, nobody ever talks about the toys they had growing up in the, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, whatever, like, you know. It wasn't until Ninja Turtles, late G.I. Joes, um, uh, Star Trek, all these major franchises, some of which were created purely to sell the toys, that it suddenly became a thing. And it seems like toy nostalgia is a bigger thing now than it's ever been. And I just wanted to think and, and, and know from you guys, is toy nostalgia just a gimmick? Is it worthless? Or do you think it's actually something worth investing in and something worth having? You no, know, it's interesting that, that you bring up that question because um, I'm reminded of uh, a gentleman who works on the Howard Stern show by the, well, doesn't work on the show, but works for Howard. His name is Ralph Sorella and he's Howard's designer, you know, basically arranges his outfits and whatnot. And he's a huge toy collector. And what he does is every toy that comes out, you know, even stuff nowadays, he buys three copies of anything he wants. One that he can take out, out, out of the box just to put on his shelf or whatever. One to display in the box. And the other, if I recall correctly, to sell one day in mint condition. And so I think it, I think it's interesting because I'm, I'm the kind of person who thinks that toys are meant to be played with. Um, you know, I, my father got me a bullet train um, uh, replica from his, one of his visits to Japan that I held on to for years. I, I had no idea if it was worth anything. It was probably just a, to, to be completely honest, it was probably just a tchotchke and, you know, that wasn't worth much. Um, but I always had it displayed in the box. However, my son, who's a little over four years old now, has taken a real liking to trains and cars of any kind. And I didn't even give like a second thought to opening up the box and just handing it to him. You know what I mean? It, it's like my whole thing with, with, with the toys of today and, and even yesterday is, is that they're fun they're they're meant to be played with it's like you know it might be nostalgia for some i mean don't get me wrong i enjoy looking at you know I, you know it's great that my son loves transformers because i grew up loving them but but i still want him to play with them i i i, I don't want you know it's to me it's more than just a, a status symbol i guess you can say it's it's an integral part of growing up it's something that that every little boy and, and, and or girl should play with. I agree sure. with that. 
I, I think it goes a little deeper than that, though, because a lot of these toy collectors and things like that are collecting, uh, you know, limited edition toys or toys that are out of production. And that's the thing about, I think, toys is that the production changes very quickly and it's whatever is hot at the time. And then if it's not hot and stops selling, they automatically stop producing it. So for that reason, anybody from that era who really appreciates a toy or a certain specific type of toy or a specific genre, that, that winds up going up in value. Is it a good investment? That's a very tough question. I, I think that obviously there is a place for a, you know, a, a toy that you know is going to be limited to keep it in a wrapper and then maybe sell it down the road, years down the road. But I think that there's no way to tell on a toy that you would purchase nowadays what's going to be collectible and what's not. Mm -hmm. We know what's collectible from years ago when we grew up because we can see what the prices are. Now, but, we, we, but there's no clue right now on what you think is going to be collectible and what's not going to be collectible. And you know what? There's no limit on, you know, on how many are produced unless it's truly a limited edition. And even then, there's no guarantee it's going to go up. So I, I don't know. Is there something to it? Obviously, people are spending a lot of money on it. Uh, on older toys and things like that. I have a whole thing of Hess trucks that I grew up with from the 80s because I was always a big car person. And I had, I had, uh, I must've had a thousand Hot Wheels cars, which I don't know where they are, they're gone. And they, they actually certain limited edition Hot Wheels cars could bring a couple hundred dollars a piece right now for certain collectors. So it's just, I don't know. I wouldn't invest in toys. I agree with Joe, toys are meant to be played with. Um, as an investment, I just think that you have to hold on it so long and you don't know which ones are going to really, really move up in value that, hey, I just, I just. Well, that's, that's a, that's a, it's a, I would say that's an extension of this. And it's almost like, I guess that's not even a part of what I was thinking about. I was thinking about what's interesting to me is how the toys, I feel like we grew up in the time that the best toys were made. Like nowadays, from what I see, toys look like shit. They look like garbage. They're cheap. They're, they're, they're just flimsy. There's no detail. There's no spirit to them. But when you look at like a Ninja Turtle and, and any of their toys or a G.I. Joe, and then you can see there's just so much detail and care yeah. that was put into it, it just makes me think that we grew up in a time where I, you know, and maybe that's a big thing about wanting to reclaim youth and we're missing that. I don't know. Um, yeah. But you're right. Maybe this is exactly how people in the 80s felt looking right. back at toys from the 60s. Maybe. Who knows? Mike? Kind of like all of that is I think the reason why toys from our era, or, and like, yeah, like, you, like Art said, the 70s, 80s, 90s, I also think it just comes down to those toys are just more interesting and more fun to play with, you know, as opposed to prior, you know, it's like, the, you know, there was like, G.I. Joe dolls that you could like move their arms like this or like you know um yeah toy cars but like we did we had we had ninja turtles we had transformers transformers is like you get two toys in one you get a robot yeah. and you get a vehicle you know so it's like there's a little more intricate and there's a lot more to do with them and then like art saying yeah then then there's the toys today that are just flimsy plus i think kids today they're more interested in tech they're more interested mm -hmm. in devices you know they, they, they still play with toys, but it is more about, you know, tech and devices these days. Can I just say real quick that it is pissing um, me off to oh yeah. to no end that no one has mentioned He-Man yet. <laughs> Art started off with talking about <laughs> Art started off with talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles like like 
like those were the uh, original action figures. And I, I mean, it's like E-Man started all this shit. Well, no, actually, if you want to, hey, dude, if you want to get into this shit, oh, G.I. Joe was the was original E-Man. action figure. Oh, dude. Oh, absolutely. G.I. Joe came out in the fucking <laughs> 50s and 60s. And that shit was labeled as not a doll for boys, but, but an action figure. Out the ass. And I'll t- you know why? You know what? No, no. I, I win because... Go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. By the way, before we move on to Chris, I just wanted to say, um, apparently, you know, uh, producer Dave shared with me that there's a Back to the Future Which musical is, yeah. happening. And everybody should check out that website, backtothefuturemusical.com, because the two actors playing Doc and Marty, they look like the worst lower rent versions of wannabes you could find for Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd. Maybe it's because I'm drunk. I don't know, but I think that's Go ahead, funny. Chris. I cut you off before. That's okay. Okay, That's okay. No, I'm just on on that previous subject. I think we did grow up in the heyday of toys, though. I think Art's right about that. We were on the cusp of like when it was right before that tech boom where toys were kind of perfected um, when we grew up. It really was because in 85 or 86 is when Nintendo came out, right? Mm hmm. That was the start, really. I mean, we had Atari and shit before, but really, kids weren't into that. Kids got into Nintendo, so we were in the hate. We were in the last, like, when real toys were produced beforehand, and I think that's why we have a we have an attachment to them. But uh, you know, that's that. Very good. I. Uh... Okay. Well, since we just had you talking, Chris, why don't you close out? I'm going to keep with, it very uh, light your... on my topic, because. As the show is named, wow, that was disappointing, which is never were truer words spoke. Um, the, <laughs> I want to talk about, I want to talk about, and this is lighthearted, so I'm not taking this in, in a very serious thing, because this, this could be taken both ways. Um, the lowest point in our lives, the most that we felt disappointed in ourselves, and not in a and not in a sense of like achievement or anything like that, just a low point in our life where like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> and I think access denied. So so like you know, and and I'll start this one off just to give you an idea of where I'm going with this. Uh, up until recently, up until about two years ago, the lowest point of my life was having diarrhea on the New Jersey Turnpike. <laughs> Okay, it was it was by far the it was the worst. You know, New Jersey Turnpike, if you've ever ridden on it, had a series of rest stops that had been built in the '60s, uh, remodeled in the '80s, and this happened to me in the in the in the in the uh, in the early 2000s, where they were about 30 years old at the time, uh, 25 years old at the time, and they were just disgusting. And I was on the turnpike, and it happened. So that was the lowest point of my life up until about two years ago, when I went to a Ravens game with Dave. And it had happened again, and that was. That- oh, Dave, you better take your thing off my uh, off mute so you can chime that's in. Right, on that's right, Dave. I, I didn't tell you this because it was it is it is by far the lowest point of my life that's ever happened to me. Where um, we had gone to a tailgate party in the beginning, which was a great party, ate ate some decent food, drank a lot, and then um, in the middle of the game, it happened. And I stepped away. From I you. wondered why I left, you were gone I left for an stance. entire I said, "I'm going to go walk around and you know make a couple phone calls." And um, I didn't make phone calls. Chris, what did, what did I, you I, eat? I, we ate everything. What did you we eat? had uh, I don't know. 
Ah. Our sausages and brisket and 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 mac and cheese and we were drinking uh, whiskey. It was it was it was a, it was a combination of things. And that was by far the lowest point in my life of, of having that in Raven Stadium. So that's the lowest point of my life in that respect. Lightheartedly, what was the lowest point of your guys' lives that you can remember and say, "How did I get here?" <laughs> I, I would have to say um, I'm just going to throw it. I'm just going to throw it out there because it's it's one of those stories that's too funny like it's look i'm an open book if if i'm going to embarrass myself i'm going to embarrass myself i'm just going to say it um as you know it, things worked out for me in the end i have a, a a great family you know great wife great great uh great kid but as as art and and others including chris and dave can attest to i i was not always lucky in the ways of love and I would have to say that the low, <laughs> that the lowest point ever came was a few years after I graduated from college. I found out that a girl who, who I had known was interested in me in, in my college days. It just didn't work out for whatever reason. She was battling breast cancer and she was a few years younger than I was. Um, so of course I, you know, I, I was never really interested in her in that sense, but, but my heart was breaking for, her, uh, because it was, it was a very bad prognosis. Um, so I found out, I reached out to her on my space. This is how long ago this was, you know, just to say, Hey, is there anything I can do? And, um, you know, we, we had a nice conversation and such. And I said, you know, I would really like to send you a check to your, a foundation, whatever that that's helping you with this. And she said, that's very nice of you, Joe, but uh, just so you know, I'm dating somebody right now. And even if I wasn't, I would not be interested in you. And I said, I just want to send you a check, but okay. <laughs> so I sent her, so, so I still sent her a check because I wasn't going to let something like that stop me even though some people would probably say I probably should have but uh, <laughs> that's a terrible thing to say I'm so sorry but but the real kicker is <laughs> is she died like a month or two after that oh so, I said lighthearted I said lighthearted so I was well it's kind of lighthearted if you think about it Surprise. it's kind of lighthearted if you think about it because I was rejected by somebody who was dying of cancer so go <laughs> Triple. Oh, yeah. Who I wasn't even interested in, of all things. <laughs> all right, I got that off my chest now. Go ahead, Art. Go ahead, I Mike. Don't give a fuck. Oh. Scotch right now. Hold on. He's going into the scotch. He needs to take this oh, down a notch. Like he's going in. I think you should after that. Thank you for keeping it lighthearted, Joe. Appreciate you it. You are quite welcome, my friend. Yeah. My mother, thank my you, mother buddy. passed away of breast cancer, by the way. So thank you for bringing that up. I, I'm very sorry. <laughs> yeah. Just, by the way, by the way, Joe is not very sorry for that. No, seriously. <laughs> yes. Respect. Salute. Go ahead, Art, Mike, who, whoever wants to speak next. Uh, lowest point, lowest point. Lightheartedly um, lowest point. <laughs> Let me reiterate that one more time. <laughs> Point. It's either like your lowest point is 
that's the complete opposite of lightheartedness. It wasn't in my, well, yeah, you're right, actually. <laughs> uh, I was engaged to another girl um, for about six months, only to find out for that whole that whole time she was yeah. sleeping with someone oh, else. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, 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 that's right. All right. You know what? Like, uh, but you know what? Here was the upside to it. I would not be here today if that's what had happened because the plan was uh, we were going to finish school, get married, and I know my ass would still be in Maryland in a dead-end job that I hated simply because she wanted the house, the kids, the whole nine yards. Um, and then when I found out she was sleeping with someone else, around the same time, Art told me he was moving to California. And I said, well, I've got nothing for me going here. So I'm coming with you to California. So there you and go. And of course, you met the love of your life as well. So it all worked out. Listen, it, was, it, it worked out the best for you. That's true. And um, you know, now you're in California instead of Maryland. So that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Nobody's in Maryland except for you, Joe. That that is true. That's amazing. <laughs> we all left. We all Art, left. And... Art, I think it's on you next. Art, this has been incredibly awkward as I've been peeing into a uh, Chick Fil A cup because I didn't have time to go to the bathroom. Did you, did you miss and, and hit the carpet? Yes, you did. No. Stop lying. So no, you did. You're going to blame the dog good. when it smells like this in your fucking computer. No. <laughs> You're going to tell Ashley, fucking Roscoe. <laughs> fucking dog. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. You pissed all over everything you missed. <laughs> can can anybody else talk for just Dave a couple can. more seconds? <laughs> yeah, Dave, Dave, how about your lowest point? Yeah. Do you care to share that? Yeah, go ahead. Did you put What's it in the, the chat? Oh, my lowest point was, uh, well, thank you, Mike, for bringing up your uh, ex-fiance. Uh, I can one-top you. But uh, I gave my kidney to my ex-fiance, so... Uh, it's not funny. Yeah. It's not. No, no, it's not lighthearted. <laughs> so I'm glad you brought this yeah, up. Yeah, so lighthearted. <laughs> That's why it was in the chat, but uh, not... This is great. Yeah. This is oh, good. Oh, God. Well, thank you. Okay. We feel I'm your pain. And actually, off. we've just witnessed Art's lowest lighthearted point of his life of actually pissing, missing, hitting the floor, and doing that on a podcast right now. So we just witnessed Art's lowest point of yeah, his life. Yeah, dude. And actually, <laughs> and actually well, well, honestly, yet again, I am impressed with the amount of urine that comes out of a person. Yes, this giant cup is almost full, um, but I can talk. That's about why I, I only have one kidney. I haven't broken the seal yet. Oh, good for you, Dave. That doesn't make sense, does it? Sorry. Well, actually, it does. I, Sorry, I, I Joe. You were going to say something. I, think I know what Art is going to say already, mm. because it happened at my college, What's and that? it involved a table. Oh no no no! I would not. I would not Actually, no, share I know that, that particular well. moment. There, when that happened. <laughs> um, oh boy! Oof. Go ahead, Art. Go. I'm gonna put that right here. Oh, Hopefully you're definitely knocking that over. over. <laughs> <laughs> That's going all in your okay. keyboard. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you all for um, for that.
Um, lowest point in my life. Wow. You know, that was lighthearted. Really hard to pick. <laughs> but, but again, it's really hard to pick. <laughs> um, I remember. All right. Wait, I'm going to take you all back in time. Okay. Back in time. Back to a time when I was in Las Vegas. I know that. And, and I felt like the king of the fucking world. Gotcha, bitch. I felt so strong that I just, I don't give a fuck. But didn't matter how awesome I did at the craps, the roulette, or any of these things. We were sitting there uh, rocking out. I will protect the names of those who are with me just so that the innocent may stay innocent. I was there. Okay, Mike was there. <laughs> and we we were sitting there running around the town, just killing it, killing it. And I was winning, 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 winning. And then we decided to go to a strip club because how else does a guy celebrate, right? So I kept drinking. And next thing I know, it's the morning. And I'm outside in a parking lot of a strip club in Las Vegas. And I look in my wallet and I only have a few bucks left. So I go next door to the seat to the 7-Eleven and I buy a bottle of Jack Daniels and I start chugging it. At this point, the friends who are with me, Mike and others, worry, where is Art? And they find me out in the parking lot, roaming around like a caged beast, looking for freedom as I'm holding this empty bottle of Jack, totally shit-faced, and I don't remember this. And I start shouting, I have a $5 receipt for five bucks at 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 new york new york and we're gonna go back to new york new york and i'm gonna win it all because i can't go home <laughs> a loser and then to punctuate the drama i smash the bottle on the ground do it just do it well guess what don't let your dreams be dreams yesterday you said tomorrow so just do it well, Make your dreams God, come true. Wow, thanks, just Shia. You just keep talking. Oh my God, Shia, shut up. Some people dream success. Oh my God, Shia, well, Shia. Wake Someone does work Shia. hard at it. Nothing computer. is impossible. <laughs> Shia. get to the point where anyone else would quit. Shia, and this You're not going to stop there. Look. No, this, what are I you waiting for? Shia, I really appreciate Do it. I appreciate Just <laughs> do it. Okay, yes, great. you can! Jesus Christ. Just do it! Does he have to yell? Shia, what the fuck is wrong with you? If you're tired of starting over... I am. I'm tired of starting over. I'm trying to tell a story. Thank you. Jesus. Where was I? Anyway, I was in a parking lot in Vegas, and I was lame as hell. And that was my lowest point. <laughs> oh, and by the way, fun fact from Dave, that monologue was written by his playwriting group. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much. Okay. Oh, by the way, Chris, you did not pay me $100 to lick a slot machine. You paid me $100 to lick a $100 bill that was no, on the floor. Oh, you licked the button on the slot machine, too. Okay, so that also is not, <laughs> that also is not doing me any, no, any favors. That, no. Uh, Chris made the most horrible concoction you can come up with. It was like condiments. It was like ketchup. It was horseradish. It was like uh, some other shit. It was multiple times together. that this has happened. This is not. This is not a single time. Singular time, Mike. 
Wow, it looks like we're out of time, <laughs> guys. This I've is paid really, over a thousand dollars to do crazy, crazy things. To drink things, lick mm. things, do things. Okay. And, and, All right. And you know what? There wasn't <laughs> one that he refused. What? Funny thing, like I just wanted to get to. A, there was one where I just told him I was like, "I'm, um, you know, will you do it?" And he's like, "Oh, okay." I was like, "Ah, uh, I can't do that to you, man." I just, I just, you know, I felt bad at that point. Like I even felt bad. Like, you know. and that's all the time we have for this week. And Chris, that is all the time we have for today. I think Dave has Thank you very much for. No, Dave, do you have something, or are you just yeah, saying time's Chris. up? I was going to give you a thousand points for all the money that you've given to art for all of these. <laughs> stupidity <laughs> actions over the years great job chris you are the winner of today's episode thank you with, all right what about my cancer chris? story well, you came back from negative 78 points to whatever hey. 78 minus 1000 points is i don't know man great thank job you. chris yeah I good, good job chris good job <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you so much. Be back? Um, will I be yeah. back for the panel? Will I you be know back? You'll be back. You'll be back. Joe, that teaches you to bring cancer to the I, fucking I, table. I, that was not it. my intention. That was all Joe. Right off the I know, I know. But hey, seriously, we wanted to thank Mike and Chris for coming along on the ride of this insanity, of this stupidity. And you know what? Our, our name delivered yet again. That was <laughs> truly disappointing. So thank you for coming and joining us. Dave, you did it awesome as always. Let's go ahead and play ourselves out. I got the blues. I got the blues. I got the alcoholic. No more beer in my heart. I would to cheer. Goodbye with you. I used to sleep for And you come in again. Oh, that was disappointing. <laughs> oh, that was... Ugh. <laughs>